morning. Eons ago, the goddess Tiamat, the god of or the goddess of salt water, got together with the god of fresh water, Aspu. And they had junior gods. The junior gods grew up and they became ambitious. And Aspu correctly discerned that they might want his throne and be the supreme god. And so he went to war and he was killed. Now Tiamat, she was enraged. And so she started making things difficult for the junior gods, and so they decided they needed someone <coughs> to take her out. And so they got the god of storm, storm god, Marduk. And uh, they said to Marduk, can you take Tiamat out? And he goes, sure I can. And he gets his bow, his arrow, his mace, and the four winds, and he creates a few nasty other winds, like tornadoes and whirlwinds and cyclones, and he gathers them around and he harasses Tiamat, and then he uh, fills himself with fire. He's this amazing god, and he shoots her dead with his bow and arrow. And then he splits her in two, and from the bottom, <coughs> on the bottom half, he creates the, the world, and the top half, he creates the heavens. And so things continue, and the junior gods aren't really happy. There's a lot of suffering in their world, and so they say to Marduk, Marduk, there's a lot of suffering going on in our world. Can you create something that will alleviate our suffering? And Marduk goes, I will. I'm going to create a savage being, man. And the savage being is, is going to basically be the one who takes the suffering of the gods so that the gods can be at ease. That is one of many creation stories. It's the Babylonian creation story. And uh, early in the 20th century, the late 19th century, early 20th century, uh, Archaeologists found a whole bunch of stories, creation stories. And some of them brought the creation story of the Jewish people into question. They said, oh, did the Jewish people actually come up with this from all these other stories? And so there was some question about the Jewish creation story. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But the question right now is why do we have in our Bible, because we're in the series what is it? The Bible for grown-ups. Why are Jewish scriptures and the Jewish creation story included in uh, the Christian Bible? And some of you are going, well, that's obvious. But as we know, last week, and if you weren't here, uh, we do have podcasts that you can check out on our website. But basically, we, we recognize that... Um, Jesus was nothing special, really, until he rose again. People had an idea about Jesus. They thought he might be th there to save them from the Romans. Uh, he did some good things. 
and he saw some miracles happen, but not everyone saw that, just the people that were around. And so uh, when Jesus died, they sort of went, oh, maybe he's not here to save us from the Romans, and we just wasted our time. And so they, the disciples sort of all disappeared, disappointed. The, the, the women that were with Jesus, they sort of, oh, but something extraordinary happened. Jesus didn't stay dead. And at that point... The beginning, and that's why we started last week with so in the middle, but it actually is the beginning. The beginning of the Christian story is when Jesus rises from the dead. That changed everything. At this point, there was no scripture, there was no Bible as we know it, and even the Jewish scriptures uh, was, were different to what we understand or have complete, but Jesus taught from them. And so what happened is, uh, Jesus rose, and then all these people started writing their stories and their accounts of what happened with Jesus, and the story got out there, and the apostle Paul and other apostles started preaching about Jesus and telling people about His resurrection. That was the key to the story, because here's someone who defeated death. And so they're preaching the resurrection, and they're preaching it to Gentiles. Now, that basically means non-Jews, right? So, the Gentiles are hearing the story and go, wow, and they're coming to faith. And so, they get to know, they start seeing the things Jesus was doing and some of the stuff that Jesus was teaching because now everything He said and did had authority for them because He rose from the dead. So, they start looking into the Scriptures, the Jewish Scriptures from which Jesus was teaching and they find some amazing things there, right? As we know. So, they discover, among other things, that the Jewish Scriptures pointed to Jesus, but more importantly, uh, Jesus sheds light on the Jewish story. So, in the same way that us having an understanding of how, or the story of the Bible, gives us insight into the stories in the Bible, the same thing, when Jesus comes along, He sheds light on the whole of the Old Testament. And so, when you read your Old Testament, it doesn't make sense unless Jesus is the filter through which you read it. And so, they discovered this. They've gone, wow, Jesus is in there. But they also discovered some other things, unique, extraordinary, beautiful things. They open this account called Genesis, which means origin, and it's written by Moses, and it starts like this. You tell me, how does it start? In the beginning, God, and then it continues, but I'm going to stop there. They've gone, what? Normally, it's in the beginning, the gods. So, what's going on here? Now, understand in those days and previous, there were always the gods. There was no one that had a god, just one god. Every story, uh, every creation story, every story that was the gods. And even more recently, the Greek gods had been added, the Roman gods had been added, and then you had the ancient gods, and everyone had a god. Some had ancestral gods, they had gods on the shelves, they had gods everywhere. Gods, gods, gods for everything. And then there's this story that begins, in the beginning, God, just one. And they hadn't previously known this because the Jewish Scriptures 
weren't something that anyone was interested in. In fact, they weren't interested in the Jews. Maybe, more correctly, the Jews weren't interested in them, <laughs> right? Because the Jews were set apart. They had their own thing going. They weren't preaching Genesis to the world. They weren't out there trying to get converts. They were sticking to themselves, and they were learning it themselves, and they knew it themselves. They didn't have dinner with Gentiles. They didn't hang out with Gentiles. They didn't want anything to do with it. So the Gentiles didn't even know what the Jewish Scriptures said. And here they open up the Jewish Scriptures, and they find one God. And it's unlike anything they've ever seen before. It's unique. And the next word is also extraordinary, because this one God created. In the beginning, God created from nothing. The whole of the natural universe, as we understand it, was created by God. Now, I say natural. Everything that we see, touch, feel, taste, hear, and can measure was created out of nothing, what we can't see, touch, taste, hear, measure. And so there's this coming into being. God created it, and they see that God created it like that. He said, let there be, and it was. No one, none of the creation stories had that. Creation stories cut other gods in half and created, they were gods of water, so there was already stuff there. They were gods of the sun, so there was already stuff there. And none of the Gentiles had heard that this has happened before. And in fact, right up until 1927, generally, everyone, all of humanity throughout all the ages has believed that the universe has always been. It's always been there. In 1927, there's a Belgian priest. He's a Roman Catholic priest, a Jesuit. He put, thought, he put forward this idea that the universe is expanding, which meant that it started. And then in 1964, scientists discovered this thing called wave background radiation. Does anyone know what that is? It's what's between everything. It's the space <laughs> between everything, basically. And they've gone, wow, the universe is expanding. This Roman priest said that it was expanding, and we now see that it's expanding. And so they came up with the Big Bang Theory. Now, the Big Bang Theory is basically that the universe hasn't always existed. It started off maybe the size of a pea, and then went in a trillion trillionth of a second. And in 1964, when that theory was postulated, the world came closer than it ever has to the Jewish account of creation. That in the beginning God said, and everything came into being. And so, uh, you know, some people don't like the Big Bang Theory, other people do, but it's the closest story we have now to the Jewish story. That is, that something happened in an instant, right? Heard, and it was amazing. Something happened in an instant. And they embraced these, so God created. 
one God created, one God created in an instant. And then, and this is the beautiful part, it's so extraordinary, God, at the pinnacle of His creation, He creates mankind in His image. Man and woman created in the image of God. This hadn't been heard of before. Marduk, he got the blood of one of the gods and he created man out of the blood of the gods. They had to die so they could... But here's God creating man in his image. And, and even more wonderful, he's gone, hey, all of this natural world that I've created... I'm putting you in charge of it all. Whole lot. You're in charge. He doesn't say, worship what I've created. In fact, he doesn't even say, worship me. At that point, he says, here. This is for you to take care of. This is for you to look after. And in creating us in His image, giving us the garden, giving us responsibility for it, He gives us dignity, He gives us worth, He gives us value. Unlike any other creation story, the peas, the gods, take away the suffering of the gods. Instead, what we have, and this kind of sums up these three beautiful sort of ideas, you have to imagine this piece of paper uh, isn't there. And that phone isn't there. Um, and so here's, here's what... Um, generally, this is the universe. Yeah? Uh, and, and according to all the sort of old stories, this has always existed. The Big Bang suggests that this just sort of happened... Uh, somehow, but we're not sure how because, um, I don't know, it has a beginning but it doesn't have a cause. The natural world has a beginning but doesn't have a cause. We know that uh, there's more than the natural world and that doesn't necessarily have a beginning. So this is the universe and somehow this has come about and somehow uh, this universe has um, produced you, right? I don't know if you can see this, but I'm writing Hans Dieter. Actually, I can't even see it. I should have my glasses on. Somehow the universe brought about Hans Dieter. And I'm just going to pretend to write something. Rachel. And it filled itself with, randomly, just filled itself and what does that mean for you? Well, nothing, really, does it? Your, your name's just sort of been randomly produced. So what we see instead is God. In the beginning, God creates this universe, and in, in His mind, He has you. And I'm going to suggest that He lovingly writes your name. He lovingly writes your name in that context. It's not random. 
not a mistake, it's not just science, although science obviously falls in line. It's beautiful and it's wonderful. And to sum it all up in the most extraordinary turn of events, Jesus places himself right in the midst of it as well. Right beside you, with you, as a man. And so the God who created man in his image also becomes the image of man and understands you and knows you and takes humanity with him <laughs> as God. Now, that's, we're starting to get into theology now. But <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. You're not an accident. You're not here to appease the gods. You're not here to take away their suffering. You're here because God decided he wanted you to be part of his family. And the Jewish scripture and the book of Genesis, which means origin, is M Moses writing this down. Writing down what happens, and all through the scriptures, we see Jesus. And if you want to, I mean, if you can Google it, it's a Jesus in the Old Testament, and you'll see all these verses that talk about the life of Jesus. All through the Old Testament, we see Jesus. And that is why the Christian Bible includes the Jewish Scriptures. Has anyone ever wondered about that? No, just answered a question that wasn't being asked. But it's a good story, isn't it? So helping us, uh, for me, helping us to understand the story of the Bible, that's what this, uh, this whole um, series is about. Nathan is going to be presenting part three. Uh, don't miss it. If you haven't heard part one, come and talk to me. <laughs> and I'll give you a ten-minute or five-minute rundown if you're interested. But um, Nathan will be uh, here next week, and then Darren is going to complete the series uh, because I'm going on holiday tomorrow. So uh, we're going to sing a song. And I think this song is just a great song for us to sing in the light of uh, what we just heard. So... Um, when we finish singing, uh, join us for morning tea in the hall. <laughs>